Well, it's February 8th. Welcome to the Fun Astrology Podcast. This was my mom's birthday and her sister's birthday six years later. How about that? I did have a lot of Aquarian energy in my life, that's for sure. Thomas Miller, thank you so much for joining us. Been a long day around here. I'm recording this yesterday evening, but uh, it's been a long day, and I've had a situation back in North Carolina that I may have to pull the plug here in Florida and go back and take care of, and I really don't want to, but I may have to, and I've been struggling with that all day. So a uh, little bit ragged here, but we're going to make it one way or the other. Let's talk about something that is not fun astrology today. And sometimes I, you know, I struggle with the name of this podcast because the death count in this massive earthquake just keeps going up. But I did take a look at the astrology, found a couple of interesting things, certainly not on the surface. When we think of earthquakes, first of all, just a little learning point here, passing it along from my mentor, who you know who that is right now, Robert Glasscock. If we're going to look for earthquakes in the chart, two good places, the fourth house and also Uranus. But then in looking at some other things, I think you could also factor in the trigger transiting planets, the moon, Mercury even, and to some degree the relative position of the sun. Now, one of the first places I went was astrocartography. And the line in astrocartography that is moving right through the epicenter of the earthquake is Chiron. Now, I should have added Saturn to that little recipe of lists. And I think you also would have to bring Pluto into this. But interestingly, that on the astrocartography map, it's not an exact midpoint. I don't want to specify or try to say that it is. It is not. But it is close that Chiron is in the midpoint between the Saturn line and the Uranus line. In the fourth house, which is the house where we look for earthquakes in the chart, there is Jupiter five degrees away from Chiron on the morning of the earthquake setting up a local chart. And that Chiron is obviously in the same proximity to Uranus and Saturn that shows up on the map, as you would expect. Chiron on the chart of the morning of the earthquake was at 12 degrees Aries. Chiron, back during the October eclipse, was in retrograde at 13 degrees Aries. Two weeks later, on the November 8th eclipse, it was at 12 degrees 48 minutes Aries. So, okay, Chiron, according to the chart, is in a prominent position for this earthquake. What else do we have? Well, Mercury. Mention Mercury as a trigger planet. If we look at the Mercury-Uranus midpoint, that is 18 degrees Pisces. So here's Mercury the trigger, Uranus obviously the sudden surprise, the earthquake representative, the midpoint of those is 18 degrees Pisces. Well, if we go back to the eclipse charts, what do we have at 18 degrees? Not in Pisces, but Saturn was at 18 degrees Aquarius. Remember, when we're looking at it this way, it's the degree that is activated. And here it is activated in the earthquake chart as well. Okay, we talked about Chiron a minute ago. Here's another midpoint aspect. Venus to Uranus. That midpoint between Venus and Uranus in the earthquake chart is 13 degrees Aries. 
Well, Chiron has been sitting at 13 degrees Aries during the eclipses. We already talked about that. Also, in the earthquake chart, Jupiter is at 7 degrees Aries. That's 6 degrees off of that midpoint, which anybody discussing midpoint astrology would probably want that within at least a 2 degree orb, not 6. But it is Jupiter in Aries, fire in fire, and of course Jupiter expands. Another one, one more here, the Saturn-Uranus midpoint is 5 degrees Aries. And on October 25th, the first of last fall's eclipses, Jupiter was again at zero degrees Aquarius, five degrees off of that midpoint, a sensitive one between Saturn and Uranus. So look, I know to a degree we're fishing around here. These are not just all layup precise midpoint aspects, but it shows us that Chiron has a big place in this earthquake. It's not in the real estate of within two degrees of the midpoint between Saturn and Uranus, but it is in between them in a pretty key place. Saturn was on an activated 18 degree position in the eclipse charts, and the moon on Monday was at 20 degrees, two degrees off. And the moon is certainly a trigger in things like this. There are lots of setups that could have contributed to this there will be a lot more setups that will not ever result in an earthquake. The most important thing, obviously, right now are the families of the people who are no longer with us because of this. And as we look to the sky, especially in the context of these changing times that we are in, I'm still honestly processing what this means. But what we do have is we have the triggers, Mercury, the Moon, Venus, we have the key outer planets, Saturn and Uranus, and we have to acknowledge Pluto in the last degree in just a wee little bit of Capricorn. So let's just stop there now with the analysis of this, and let's focus our hearts right now on the healing. So let's just take a few seconds, and then we'll play the music out to think about those who lost their lives, their families, the rescue workers, the kids the pets, the animals, the families devastated. And let's think about the rebuilding and send love to this situation. The rest of the interpretation can wait. <laughs> 